Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Hello and welcome back. Hi there. Hideki Matsui. Uh, didn't he play for the Yankees? Yes. <laughs> but I thought I thought we'd start with <clears throat> Okay, what's we're we're back. We're yeah, back. Hey. We're back. And we learned a new word. We did learn a but new I word. Did, but that wasn't it. Hideki Matsui just came to my mind because I'm like what's Eric Cox is back. Welcome, yes, Eric. He is. Welcome back, Eric. And what was the term? Hajime. Hajime. Which means begin. Begin. In Japanese. Martial arts. Yes. Yes. So see? Now, so we, now, now we're gonna fight. Now we can start. <laughs> yes. We can begin. I guess. What so. was the term again? Hajime. 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 Everybody together now? Hajime. Hajime. See, you're welcome, listener. <laughs> this is all about growth and learning. This podcast, and now you know one word. One word in Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> which for many of you is uh probably now makes a total of three, because we all know Doma Aragato, and now we know Hajime. And everybody is Googling Hideki Matsui right now. <laughs> right? Yankees? I believe so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Baseball. Sports, Sports ball. ball. <laughs> uh, uh, we just lost half our audience. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? If this isn't one of the best intros we've had. <laughs> you don't think this is one this of the is, best this intros is we've it. had? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Anywho, yes. back with Eric Cox back for round two. Eric. Ding, ding. Hajime. Ding, ding. Yeah. That was a weak bell. That was. Sorry. <laughs> ding, ding. No. But yeah, we are back. And man, we had a great, ep- great episode last week. Great time hearing Eric's story. Uh, hearing, yeah, just his life up till now. Like what's what brought him to this, this place and the kind of person he is. And Kylie and I are already big fans of him. But I, I'm sure after last week that many, many more people are fans oh, of him. Oh, many, Eric. many more. Many more. Yes. Eric. Let's let's start with restoration. Mm. What has it looked like with your kids? You talked oh, about yeah. a, a you talked about just a, a a trail of destruction behind you. Three kids meeting Jesus, moving forward. Like I know you've had some miraculous moments mm. that have taken place, and it's it's a obviously healing is not something that happens in a moment, but takes time yeah. and effort. What's that looked like with between you and your children? Well, um, so there's been a, been a lot. So it, it, I'll just say that it started at zero contact, and their mother wanted it to stay that way. And um, since then, the Lord went from... Um, bringing them back into my life, um, having, you know, visitation where, uh, there were other people around to just being able to even call them and go pick them up and take them to dinner now. And, uh, they've all been so gracious. My, my son and two daughters, um, I am amazed at how gracious they are and how welcoming they are and how, how they are accepting me back into their life and the way that um, 
They didn't get any of that from me, <laughs> but it's wonderful <laughs> that they have it. You know, uh, this forgiveness and, um, you know, some days I feel like they're coaching me up. <laughs> some days I feel like they're teaching me. They're, they're, they're wonderful. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited uh, for the future and what the future holds. Um, what are some of those, what do some of those conversations look like? Like how, how intentional are you? Obviously they, they've watched your transformation. Um, but what if, if you, if you are able or would like, what are, what are some of the specifics of those conversations in regard to faith in regard to this is God's work in me. This is, I'm a different person than what you have known me to be. And what do those conversations look like? Yeah. Well, um, they, they were a lot. I'm trying to think of how to put it. So I, I was a lot more about like, I need to tell you all about Jesus mm. in the beginning, you know, <laughs> I, I really was. And, and then, and then realizing that it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that because here's the thing. They, they were traumatized mm. by the things that I did to them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they, so this is what I mean when I say that they are teaching me things. It doesn't have to be, uh, here, let me give you a platitude. And, and because here's the thing. They, they are like, I'm hurt. Uh, it's great what the Lord's doing in your life. But somewhere in the back of their mind, they've never actually said it, but they have to be feeling that too. I was hurt yeah. for so long. And uh, so, um, and, and it would, it, it started out pretty um, much like me asking them questions. And then, and then, and then the Lord saying, nope, that's not it. Just talk to your kids. Just talk to your kids, you know. And so I be I remember this one time we were sitting at uh, we were eating, and uh, and I'm just asking questions, and and they feel like I'm starting to get the feeling that they feel like, you know, it's like an inquisition, and um, I decided um, in that moment to just talk, you know, like talk about my week, the things that are going on. I like to talk and laugh. And that changed the whole dynamic of the conversation. Wow. And, and they started opening up to me like, oh, he's talking. Now we can talk. Because when people are asking you questions, you feel like the police are talking to you. Mm. No, and it's not my fault. That's the only conversations I used to have. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So kind of is your fault. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I was wondering if anybody was going to catch that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you chris <laughs> yeah actually you're right that was my fault a little hu- attempt at humor there <laughs> no that's really powerful though wow just I mean, who knew just relationship and talking and you know yeah that's something i i battle that <laughs> just you're in good company i battle that with my daughter sometimes too of like you know uh Google a list of, you know, inquisitive things to ask your children. And, you know, I, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, just, I mean, this just happened earlier this year. You know, me and a buddy at work just happened the same day to be talking about the same, because we're both, you know, we're both single dads. And, and actually by the time this episode come, comes out, I might not be a single dad anymore. 
Oh, oh look at that. Anyways. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like we we both googled the same article, and it was like thirteen, like inquisitive questions to ask your kid, other than like how was your day, and like so I tried those out with Hava for a little bit, and and I realized like, no, I just got to talk to her, like just you know just maybe if I want to know about her day, I got to tell her about mine, right? And yeah, yeah, I, I'm learning that too. I I do I feel so I feel so far behind. I feel like there's all these tools and all these things that. Um, that I w- haven't learned in my life. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's what, what I'm in the middle of. But, but then you say something like that, Kristen, it makes me realize I ain't as far behind as, yeah. as somebody wants me to believe I yep. am. Yep. Sure, sure. Yeah, agree. What's been the hardest, <clears throat> what's been the hardest thing as you reflect on the last, whatever, four years um, or continues to be difficult in this journey uh as you, as you walk through r- restoring relationships listening for his voice you know uh ways to serve and connect like what are the what are the internal ways that are that still can be a a struggle for you hmm. well the i would say having the confidence to know who I am and to be who I am. And, and because in this world, people all want you to be, well, let's be, let's be honest. They want you to be them. (laughs) They want you to be them. And so, so having the strength to, to let people be who they are and having the confidence and the knowledge of who I am. Um, and then being that person, it, it's not something I was ever able to do. In my life, still still struggle with it, but the Lord helps me with it a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Eric, one of the one of the questions I have uh, just about your life and your walk with the Lord is, you you give out a lot, like you serve a lot, and I and I know some things are transitioning for you, right? Like you're, you're married now, you're backing off some commitments and things like that, and but for yeah, you've done a lot of things, right? Like you're always you're always first to jump up to help someone, you know, a uh, couple different recovery communities that you've been involved with here, you, you know, what, like, at the same time, I see this cadence in your life of like hearing from the Lord, having time. What does that private time look like for you in those busy seasons? Well, for me, it's, it's remembering that it, it started out like I felt like I there was a I, I had this appointment every day that I made with the Lord. Now like I made it, you know, but he shows up, he's faithful and he shows up. And it would be every day at the same time. And now I'm learning that it's all the time. I mean, I even prayed on the way here. Mm. And and it's not this thing where I'm seeking something out of it. It's just talking to my dad. It's just spending time with him because he wants me to do that. And so, so yeah, so for me, it's, it's all the time taking the time to remember because we, I don't forget, I don't forget where I, where, um, I come from and all the things that he's done in my life. But sometimes I forget to remember, you know what I mean? Where I, I spend these, these moments of 
thinking that it's it's this uh, list of things, and it's and it's not that. It's totally just being organic and always remembering to talk to dad about it. Mm. And and to be honest, those are the best. Those are the best. The best. Those things that I actually take to him work out so much better than the things that I try to figure out all every other way before I go to him. Last time you talked about, um, as we introduced you, um, you kind of talked about community and, and connecting here specifically, but whether it's here or just in general, as you came out of where you were and obviously had this this uh, miracle transformation moment in in jail, and I know that there's a another story about your sentencing and and but as you came out of that, you know you got it what what was it like after that what entering into celebrate recovery, entering into community like what were the what did you experience what was good about that what was negative maybe about that what was a struggle to and what was the value you found in 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 finding solid community that that was going to help lead you towards Jesus towards health towards you know restoration and and towards what you needed to to figure out like you said you know feeling like you're behind like feeling you get to where you wanted and needed to go um my experience in a word was amazing because when I came out of jail, I knew that God was completely in control. He would Mm -hmm. orchestrate and did orchestrate went before me in everything that I was involved in. And, um, so, so it was a lot of saying yes, being present, being, being open and available and, and trusting him to lead me in all of these things. So really up until actually now in my life, it was always just saying yes, because I knew that he was orchestrating it. And, um, and it, and it still is that that's a whole nother conversation though. (laughs) Where we're at now. Sure. 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 What do you, as you're in and around a lot of people in recovery, I mean, I think your your experience in that is unique. Like that's a that's a beautiful, powerful. I am going to listen to your voice. I'm going to take the next step, even if it's in darkness, because yeah. you'll light it up. You, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to take steps of faith. Yeah. Um, it, but a lot of people coming out of re- uh, recovery don't have that level of, of faith as they do. And we've talked to some others, um, that have walked through that, a, a similar path. What is needed? Yeah. Like what, what can, what can we as the body of Christ do? What can we as human beings who care about other human beings do to help facilitate? What have you seen and heard from other people that would maybe be some guidance for churches, for, uh, people that people of faith that want to love well, loving them right where they are. It doesn't matter if they are cussing, dirty, <clears throat> screaming, what whatever thing that 
that is going on in their life, that's where they are. And so that's the biggest thing is meeting them right where they are. And scripture's full of Jesus doing that, showing up and meeting them right where they were at. And it, and Jesus didn't listen to the voices around him that were saying, um, hush, he's busy. You can, he can't, he can't be bothered with this thing right now. In fact, those were usually the times (laughs) that he would say, call him over here. Right. And so, yeah, that, that's what I would say is meeting them right where they're at. Now, sometimes that um, is like an assault on where we think we are in our life. And um, so. Hold, hold on. Describe that. What do you mean? Well, because I may not like that this guy's screaming or smelly or um talking aggressively i may not it it may it may it may even scare me um here's the thing just as it was in in the beginning when i came out of jail the lord was my protector he still is my protector no man can take anything that hasn't been given to him from above period and so and it's hard to remember that because you know um i can find myself in a moment where i'm like well I'm a dad. Uh, I'm a husband. I have responsibilities. All this. Here's the thing. You're not going to say anything that God doesn't already know. So if it insults our ego, what do we do? I didn't mean to turn that around on you. <laughs> no, it's, it's conviction. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had so many of these conversations where it's about I've been given, and so I want to give. I want to be like Jesus. I want to pour out. I've been blessed to be a blessing. And um, I think, like you said, sometimes we need the reminder of the reminder, <laughs> you know, mm. to that, that that's who we are called to be, is to pour ourselves out. And it's not Jesus healed the lepers. He, he engaged in all of the messiness that even yeah. religion says mm. you're unclean, you're unholy, you know? And yeah. it was like, no, this is why I have come is to be with those that are ill, to be with those that are broken, to be with those that are oppressed and hurting and alone. And I, I think, man, I, we all forget that, yeah. not forget, but we all need reminded that that is the truth of who we are called to be, and that's going to be messy, and it's going to. And if we're not able to enter in in a way in which we're willing to get stink on us, hmm. then then we've forgotten that we were and we were the stinky smelly, we were the sinners, and because of our redemption, there shouldn't be any reason that we look at anybody as different because everything's been a gift. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's challenging. Because we, yeah, yeah, the, how do we remember? You're right. It's not that we forget. It's we forget to remember. And I think even how important it was, you know, you look at the, the even the formation of the nation of Israel, right? How important, and throughout the Old Testament, how important it was for them to set up memorials and for them to set up, um, you know, place stones as memorials in different different places and locations. So they had a a reference point of remembering. And yeah, I don't know that we 
Hey, you we don't have a value anymore. Hey, you've been rescued from from slavery, and weeks later you're whining about being about wandering. But we're no different, right? Like, oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is like no, we we forget. It's not that we don't know. Like I I said, I I think that here on a Saturday night, so many times, I'm like, this is the same message in a different place in Scripture. I'm sharing the gospel with people, but it's like if we need reminded of the gospel daily in our own lives. Yeah. Like it is the same message. It's not like we don't know. And we can get into all the, the weeds and theology and all that stuff. And that's fine and good, but also the remembrance of, we know we need to, yeah, we need to accept it and, 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 and do it, be it. Glad, hey, we fixed. We we figured it out again. Again, again. We, we just needed Chris. We just needed Eric here. Oh. What else is wrong with the church, Eric? No, no. Well, probably a loaded well, question. Well, well, I think that we all think that Jesus, if he were to show up, that he would be saying to the church across the street, and there really is one. I don't think right across the it's street. Uh, you guys are messing this up. You guys are doing mm-hmm. terrible, but that isn't how he sees us. If you look, there's 14 instances in the in the New Testament. I believe almost in every book, this is uh, this is what it says in the first five verses: "Grace and peace to you." That's his that's his engaging point: grace and peace to you. That's pretty amazing mm-hmm. message in itself that he loves you. And he's not here to tell you everything that you're doing wrong. But but a lot of times that's what we want to do, isn't it? This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. But that's not that's not how he engages us. He engages us like this. The, Our arms open. This is, yeah, yeah. No surprise, right? The same God who in Hebrews talks about Sarah or Sarai at the time, right? How she laughed at the proposition that God was going to like give her the chance to have a baby. And in Hebrews, he says she was faithful and, and it was credit to her as righteousness. And the same God who about us says, you know, he who knew or about Jesus, rather that he who knew no sin became sin so that we would be called righteousness. And we still struggle to think of him calling us the church is pure spotless bride of course he does of course that's how he sees us so we should see that's the rub <laughs> what does that mean for how we view yeah. the church across the street we we view the and i i, I say this with quotes right the problem people in in our congregations like, Jesus doesn't see him like that, but we do. I struggle with that. Sure. Hmm. Well, not only did we just figure out church, we just figured out our own hearts, and uh, now we're all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so from depression to hope, Eric. <laughs> Eric, fill us with some bring, hope. Bring us home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, that is a big that I know I ended on that last episode, and I know that we've we've talked about like that's such a 
a key term in your life? Like what does what does the term hope like what do you want people to know about you, about Christ, and about what's available? That That is a hard question mm. because, and what I'm thinking to myself is I, as I say this a lot, but, but the truth is, is that no matter who you are, what you've done, what you do, what you've done, that, um, Jesus still wants you. He loves you and he can do amazing things in your life, whether it's slow, whether it's fast, he's perfect. And, and we have such a hard time wrapping our mind around why someone that is perfect and creator of all things would want anything to do with us, but he does. And it's not because of who we are, it's because of who he is. And so, yeah, that's, that's uh, hope. We see with hopelessness, that it's a moment of hopelessness that makes us, I just want to say it, there are studies that show that the, the moment of hopelessness is when people commit suicide, when they take their life or when they think that their life isn't worth living any longer. And there's, there's, there's more. There's more because um, we've all felt that feeling. Hopelessness is, um, I believe it is, is the worst of things. So, so the goal is hope and how do we get there? Um, Jesus gives us hope by us having faith because faith is the, uh, um, help me with that, Chris. Evidence. Yeah. Of things unseen. Evidence of things unseen. The substance of the, things Yeah, hopeful. yeah. Faith is, is, is the... Substance of substance things hoped for. of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Hmm. So by having faith, we begin to experience hope. <laughs> and how do we experience faith? By wanting something more. So that's what... That's what, what it is. And here's the thing. We all want more. Now, what are we wanting more and basing it on what thing? Because if we base it on Jesus, we will experience hope. That's where it comes from. Otherwise, we'll experience hope that's very shallow, that will not live up to its end of the bargain. And, um, and, and here's the thing. I'm speaking from a place of experience. I tried nearly every other way to find hope, which is just wanting more, wanting better. That's what it is. Mm. There's only one that can deliver. And that's Jesus. What, like what a lot of people miss, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it, I've been guilty of it, is storing up that hope. And I guess what I mean is to, yeah, to ha to have the depth of that hope, to have vision for that hope, so that 
when things do crash, right? And the because like you know uh, what's the, what's the saying like there's no atheists in foxholes, you know like when everything's going great like we because we because we forget to remember, yeah. you know we 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 don't build up a, a storehouse of hope in Jesus, right? And so when those when those things crash, we have nothing to go on. Our our tank is empty. And that's when things get hopeless. But, and that's why I was asking about your, you know, your, what is your, yeah, what does your private devotion time look like? And I, I love what you shared. And, and that, yeah, to whether it's, you know, because faith also comes by hearing, right? And hearing the word mm. of God, right? Like to, to have that in you, right? To have that cadence of, of learning and meditating and, believing scripture of hearing God of surrounding yourself with community so when those things do happen you have a yeah a pool of hope to, yeah. to dive into right almost by like just second nature and yeah we suck at that don't we <laughs> yeah just I mean in gen in general right in general as people and as Christians we don't like yeah we don't do so great with that we're we're able to there's so many other things that occupy our minds and our hearts and our time to where, you know, recognizing this is our identity. It is having conversations yeah. with our, our God all the time. It's, it's being immersed in scripture that it's, that's seeped into our hearts um, so that it is an identity. It's a fullness of who we are. Mm. It's who versus you know, and I'm not I'm not downplaying that we shouldn't have time of stillness and solitude. But when it's like you said earlier, it, when it's an appointment, and well, I got my hour done, so I'm good to go. You know, and then we fill our hearts and our minds with all kinds of other stuff. Um, <coughs> that tank, as you said, can be can be empty of hope. Yeah. And then when it does hit the fan, then it's like, what will I run to? Yeah. Right. Well, I'll run to what my identity already is, yeah. and I don't have to. I don't have to go searching for something; it's already here. Yeah, and so that's that's I, I like that analogy. That tank of hope. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, you're pretty awesome. I think you said that earlier today. I was, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, of course you were. Of course you guys were. I, I everybody's listening. Everybody's wondering who I'm looking at as I say that. <clears throat> you guys are both awesome. Hey, Eric, your story is one. That is that is full of hope. It's full of joy. It's full of gratitude, um, and and it's it's full of just transformation. It's full of God's power. I mean, as as you said that earlier, um, you know, so many of Paul's books, you know, welcoming and, and engaging people in the grace and the peace of God. Who as we as we talk and we. We study what grace is, God's empowerment. I have given you all the power, all of my power to live a life that you are designed to live, a life of holiness and pursuing me. Like that is the life that we desire, is that we live a life of God's empowerment through his grace that he's extended to us that leads to a life of peace and love. And dude, it is like Chris said earlier, you walk into a room and there is joy. There is a, there is a evident joy that walks into the room, mm. the same as that first time I laid eyes on you, and 
like you, it radiated from you. And so thank you for allowing God to do the work in you. Thank you for giving him the credit because he's done it all. And thank you for engaging people in love and being such a blessing in my life, in our lives, in the lives of this community. Um, and I just, man, we love you so much. Yeah. Grateful to be here. I love brother. you guys too. And so we started off with what? Hadouken! Or whatever. What was it again? Hajime. Hajime. How do you end a, a, a karate bout? Yame. Yame. Yame! Sounds like you know, YOLO! <laughs> I thought it sounded like yummy because I'm getting hungry. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yummy, everybody. Eric, thanks, Bet. Yeah, man. Thank appreciate you, Eric. you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Till next time. Bye. Peace. Yummy. <laughs> Beep, beep, beep.